0: It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. We we
1: intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment
0: moment.
2: Welcome, welcome. Welcome to Mic'd Up. It's an hour of activist radio, unapologetically black, unapologetically gulligichi. I'm your host, Mika Gadstan and I'm rocking with—well, I want to say my pronouns first. My pronouns, she, her, and hers. I'm rocking with a co-host today. Say so There you go. Look yeah. at us being janky <laughs> All right, you know I know. What? Let me, no, it's all good. You know, it's okay. all good. All right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not even going to edit it out because we're going to make this work. Right, That's right. absolutely. All right, and because I'm rocking with a co-host, that must mean what we got. We have
1: a special guests. We got a
2: special guests here. Yes. So welcome to Mic'd Up. Hopefully, a, a friend to the show, an enduring friend to the show, Maurice Mitchell.
0: It's a pleasure to be here.
2: Thank you. Let's and do it. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're excited. We're going to talk about all things working families, party and. And um, Maurice, would you mind giving your pronouns?
0: Sure, my pronouns are he,
1: him, his.
2: And Benny, I didn't let you.
1: No, no it was cool. He, him, and his <laughs> as well.
2: Okay, so yeah, we want to we want to talk about um, so many things. As you know, Maurice, as those listening know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Benny, you of course, uh, South Carolina is has stepped into the spotlight, of course, mm-hmm. um, nationally, yeah. given our position in the Democratic primary. Um, what that has meant is that we get an, an, an amazing chance to engage with folks like Maurice, mm-hmm. um, candidates, operatives strategists, just to talk about the priorities here in South Carolina. Um, and also you and I, yeah. um, being a residents of the Charleston Lowcountry Area, we also get to ask questions of these folks. Yes. So, Maurice, um, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, uh, we just want to let give you an opportunity to introduce the Working Family Parties for those who don't know. Sure. And, yeah, let's we'll start there.
0: All right. So the Working Families Party is a national political movement for the many, not the few. And what we do is we create the conditions and provide the support for everyday people and for people who have been generally on the outside of power. So that's people of color, specifically black folks, that's women, LGBT folks, uh, poor and working people, um, You know. Uh, folks who come from unions, folks who come from grassroots organizations. These are people who generally you don't see in the halls of Congress mm-hmm. or see in the city council or see in uh, the school board. Right. And we think that these are exactly the people that need to represent us in these places. Mm-hmm. And so we create the conditions in order to recruit, support, um, run, and elect these people. And then once they're elected, we don't, we don't go home. We create the conditions again to create a movement to support them during governance so that we can have a significant shift in the nature of power to bring government closer to us we believe that government is unfortunately corporately captured mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right that that folks in the halls of government generally they talk to people lobbyists wow. people connected to corporations people with big money and we wanna create an intervention to change that wow. so that the people could reclaim their government. And so that's the, what the Working Families Party is. The last thing I'll say mm-hmm. is that we are in more than a dozen states. Okay. Um, and um, we'll get more into what we're doing in South Carolina, okay. um, but we're a growing movement. And you know we're trying to play the role that the traditional parties have basically abdicated of having grassroots volunteership, mm-hmm and creating the conditions so the tools of the the democracy are close to the people.
2: Restoring power, yeah.
0: So the the Working Families Party is a political party. That's right. Right. That's right. We're many things. We're a family of organizations Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and we're a political party. In fact, in certain states, Mm -hmm. Oregon, New York, Connecticut, and South Carolina, we have ballot access and are fiscally and legally a a political party. So when you go and vote in the booth, you will see Working Families Party show up, next to the name of our endorsed candidates. No,
2: I've seen it. And Mm. I know I've seen it um, when I voted last time. Wasn't quite sure about, again, the presence here. Mm -hmm. But that's so people who do participate in the upcoming elections, they'll be able to see that as well, maybe,
0: potentially? That's right. Okay. Mm. That's right. That's right.
2: Okay. So I I know um, I'm an organizer. Those who listen to me know that I've organized. I currently work for uh, Black Voters Matter. Um, So... I'm very familiar. you said like a network, a family working, working families party is a network of like, you work with other organizations. That's right. So um, I'm kind of familiar with some strides being made here in South Carolina, but what specifically
0: are you looking to do? So what we're trying to do and, I'll just take a little step back because I'm the new national okay. director of the Working Families okay. Party. The Working Families Party has a 22 year history. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I'm coming in a, in a particular political moment. Okay. Right. I come from social movements. I come out of the movement for black lives. Um, and I come at a moment when white Christian identity movements that Donald Trump wrote to the White House are at an all time high. When around the world, authoritarian leaders are taking control Mm. from Brazil to Italy Mm. to the U.S. Mm. uh, to the U.K., Mm -hmm. right? Where climate change is approaching all of us. And I know this is real for Mm. seaside communities like South Carolina. Definitely. Definitely. Right? Definitely. And so the intervention that I'm trying to make as the new national director of Working Families Party is to suggest we as everyday people, both in the United States and South Carolina and around the world, we actually have a sacred obligation mm-hmm. to take the reins of power. Because the mm-hmm. elites that have brought us here, they're not going to take us out of here. Right. Right? The, the folks who brought us here, if you look at the ballot, the folks who brought us here are mm-hmm. saying, we, need, we want one more chance. Right. They've had all the chances. It's actually time for the people to lead. And so we need to create a movement, an electoral movement, where the people can lead. Right? And so when you talk about the Working Families Party in South Carolina, I want to invest and I want to invest in a real way in South Carolina I want to um, right now we're we're looking to identify people who could be part of our team mm. and um, and build the working families party as a grassroots political movement mm. what that means is we we want to be the electoral home for a number of individuals mm. organizations and social movements right where they where individuals who who care about everything that I just talked about mm-hmm. and organizations like Black Voters Matters and mm-hmm. other organizations and social movements like the Movement for Black Lives and others could join an electoral united front. Mm-hmm. right? So when it's go time and it's time for us to amass our forces, so that we could make sure that you could be on the school board or you mm-hmm. could be our next mayor. We have an electoral united front that is non-delusional about power and how hard it is mm-hmm. in order to get it done. And so that's the work that we want to do in South Carolina. We have a ba- we have the ballot access. We have activists. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a number of electoral, uh, elected officials who in the past have been endorsed by us. Right. But we want to take it a step further because we know South Carolina is one of those states that people care about during... During presidential elections, right, mm-hmm. and then the day after the primary, it's like a ghost town. Right. Yeah. So we, I was going to
2: ask that actually. We yeah. want to
0: invest in the long term, long term, and we're actually going to take our time to to hire. You know, I'm looking for jedi's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hire local folks who who are true organizers and and care deeply about. Uh, about the vision that I talked about, right. and so um, you know, we're we're currently having conversations with different people in the community about making that happen, right. in order to in order to weave together that coalition of forces, so that we can make sure we could have. I'll put it like this: mm-hmm. um, If you think about it, um, Steve Miller,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Steve Miller, who's currently in the White House. Mm-hmm. He is a white supremacist. No. Right. Steve Miller. Right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he had a dream. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> he
2: had goals. Right? Right.
0: <laughs> right. right. He, a lot of people on the, you know, a lot of, a lot of the traditional Republicans probably thought it would, it would be crazy to think that somebody like Steve Miller mm-hmm. could have the type of power that he had. Mm-hmm. Right. So what I'm saying is our political opponents, mm. um, they have, they have a, a belief in their victory. Right. We need to have a belief in our victory that's real right yeah. so why can't why can't one of our folks be the governor, be the mayor mm-hmm. be in Congress? why can't why do we just abdicate yeah. mm-hmm. and assume that we always have to be the opposition? Why can't we be the power mm-hmm. and a different type of power though mm-hmm. right like when we are in power, we want to transform the relationship that government has with our people. Why can't we do that? and so working families party to me, if I wanted to distill it down to two things. Mm-hmm is about these two things, creating the party of our dreams, right? right? Not just a vehicle that does a little bit better than the the traditional vehicles, Mm -hmm. but what would be the party experience of our dreams? Not just lesser two evils. Yeah, not just the lesser two Mm -hmm. evils, but something that you could say with your chest, like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is what I rock with, right? (laughs) And then the second piece, right, not simply being satisfied with being the opposition, but creating a long-term strategy so that everyday people are in power self-determination are in control of their destinies. Mm-hmm. Those are the two guiding forces of the Working Families Party, and that's the, the commitment I want to make with to folks in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. As the new national director of the Working Families Party, I want to invest and build relationships for the long term mm-hmm. with South Carolinians about making that happen.
1: Yeah. Right, okay. so I want to, I grew up in a small town in the low country, Pineville, South Carolina, really rural. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my friends, relatives, people who I know, Um, They grew up in really rural areas in the low country, suburban areas as well. Um, And I I saw how these companies would come and they would open a plant and it would employ lots of people in my community. So with so many of these corporations, you know, they flock to South Carolina to take advantage of of the deals that uh, elected officials will Mm -hmm. present to them. I'm interested to know in what ways... um, Will the working families, working families party? Um, what ways or strategies do you all have to organize uh, that labor force for the for sure. worker protections? Yeah, as absolutely. To worker protection
0: Yeah, no. This is this is a, um, this is core to who we are, mm-hmm. right? So, the one force in any society that could challenge organized capital, mm-hmm. the the organized forces of big money is organized labor. Yes, right? Mm. It's just fundamental. Okay. That's everyday working people coming together, organizing together and collecting their power, right? When that happens, nothing can stop us. Right. They know that. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're so committed to diluting the power of organized mm-hmm. labor, right? And organized labor needs a political party. Yes. Right? And Working Families Party, when we first started, that was our vision, to play that role, so that's part of our DNA. Now, nothing I've ever seen that's been worth achieving, no victory we've ever secured, number one, has been easy, number two, has happened without real organizing. Right. And so, we have to go back to the basics and engage in an organizing approach. And the thing is, like, people need jobs, Mm, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you're not talking real about people's material conditions, right, you can't just talk about ideology right here, Mm. somewhere here, and not talk about people's material conditions, right? And so Walmart... The largest employer, Hmm. the largest (laughs) Mm landowner, you know, um, we could go on and on about the uh, the the abuses and shortcuts it makes when it comes to its labor standards. Right. Now, if you're building with a Walmart worker, Mm -hmm. you have to both build on two levels. They know who they work for. And they need a paycheck, That's right? right. So you, you need to be able to engage people around the theory and also talk about like, look, if we collectively come together, right, we don't have to fight for scraps, mm-hmm. right? If we collectively come together, then we have enough power so that you as an individual worker, you don't feel isolated. You don't feel like you have to just do what your boss tells you. You don't have to feel grateful for this job, mm-hmm. right? And so with numbers comes strength, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the conversation. That's the deep, consistent relationship we need to build with workers, rural workers, suburban workers, workers where the only job they're getting is from a corporation that they may not agree with. The only job they're getting is from a jail or a prison. Mm-hmm. The, right? It's like the level of compassion and understanding and consistent relationship you, we need to build mm-hmm. in order to amass the organizing power. That is no small feat. But it's, it's done with humility, mm-hmm. with care, and with consistency. Um, and uh, we need to make sure that we're able to take control of state legislatures yes. so that there's legislation. So, so this is where I'm
2: going to jump in, too, because okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Yep. I'm just thinking, like, of a listener, and I'm not being rude, interrupting you. Yeah, please, let's like, go. This is a red state, and it's yeah. so mm-hmm. anti labor union. I know mm-hmm. it's so to, like right I to and, work, and this is yeah. um, for those yeah, yeah those listening to my show. You can play Mike the Bingo. I'm going to mention something I always say. I'm from Jersey,
0: <laughs> 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 so
2: I, but it gives me perspective. I'm, I'm born and raised in Jersey. I lived mm-hmm. ten years also in the Philadelphia metro area. Yeah, so I, that gave me perspective, mm-hmm. and I've seen attitudes towards organizing embraced thoroughly. My father was one. Um, you know, I have friends who work for, you know, just I've seen people embrace it in other areas. How do we get folks to to understand the power of organizing and to to get there? It's a
0: great question. Uh. So red states didn't just become red states magically. <laughs> okay. Right? And they aren't just remaining red states magically. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're with uh Black Voters Matter. Mm-hmm. So something that, you know, a friend of mine, Latasha, always says yeah. is that is uh <laughs> that they, they aren't, there aren't any red communities, just un, unorganized communities. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow, wow. Right? Yeah, because mm. there's black right. folk here. and there, yeah. not just
2: black folks, but there's people here from different backgrounds, right? Right. right.
0: right. And yeah. I think what I've witnessed is, for example, the Democrat, let's talk about the Democratic Party's mm-hmm. swing state strategy. Yeah. So if you, over years, invest in swing states, mm-hmm. and swing states only and you never contest for power in quote-unquote red states, mm. then what do you expect to happen? Then that, that quote-unquote red state's always going to be unorganized with, at little capacity, mm. no, no pipeline where you're developing new leaders, mm. and so you're never going to challenge these ideas mm. if you don't invest in the people in order to challenge these ideas. Over the past 40 years, the far right has invested in their people. White, evangelical, Christian, um, politics has been a concerted four decade far right investment. So, white evangelicals are 15% of the population, mm-hmm. 25% of the voting population. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. okay. That didn't happen by chance. Right. That happened by investment and organizing. Right. And it's not going to happen overnight. There's no easy You know, there's no political easy-bake oven, (laughs) right? right? Um, That's a cool reference. (laughs) All of this is going to happen through grit and determination over time. Mm -hmm. But if you commit to that goal, if you set it out, if you say, like, I'll go back to Stephen Miller, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know... um, I was saying, like, God give me, uh, <laughs> God give me the confidence. the confidence of uh, a mediocre white wing mm. white man, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that that probably got through into their to their Ivy League college because mm. their parents paid for it, right? right? right. Give me that confidence, right. Mm-hmm. right? Where where I could say, oh, you know what, South Carolina, yeah, it's a red state today, but we're gonna organize. And, in a generation, South mm-hmm. Carolina is going to be the most progressive state in the south
2: mm-hmm.
0: right, mm-hmm. and then you work backwards to figure out how you do that right 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 and so uh, there's no there's no magic right, right? Yeah. we're where we're at, but our job as organizers is about believing that big change is possible mm-hmm. right and committing to it, mm-hmm. about b- believing revolutionary change is possible oh, wow. and committing Ooh. to it and yes. and and so the all of our work starts at the level of 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 ideas at the level of ideation Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and so we have to we have to free ourselves internally from the barriers that tell us now we can't do that we can't oh it's south carolina oh it's never gonna happen right and then engage in a rigorous program in order to get it and go and get it and if we're hungry enough we're going to get it. Okay. So that's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's not an easy solution. Mm. The right to work laws are real. The, the decades uh, of, of, of um, bringing us to this level where we were at a high watermark of 33% of the labor force were organized. And it's, it's in single digits. Mm. Right. That's all by a concerted, dedicated attack on labor. Why? Because they know that organized labor is the countervailing force against organized capital, right. and they're trying. They're trying to get it too, okay. and they're on step four or five of completely capturing our democracy and our economy, right. uh, which is why this election is so important. So mm.
2: this election is definitely important, and my next question kind of leads into this. Like sure. so, the Working Families Party has definitely um, been an active participant in electoral politics, especially nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what went into your decision this go-around to support a candidate uh, running for president, a Democratic nominee?
0: Yeah, sure. So we, we did it once before. So this is our second go-around. Mm-hmm. And we looked at the political conditions, mm-hmm. right? We looked at the fact that we have one of the most reckless people in the White House. Mm-hmm. One of the most reckless political actors in recent memory, we looked at the fact that climate change is going to be affecting all of us globally. Um, we recognize that our democracy is being challenged on so many levels from gerrymandering to voter suppression, especially against black folks. you mm-hmm. name it mm-hmm. yes right, and yes. these corporations are investing in all of that mm-hmm. you know we looked at the crisis that we're, we're experiencing on the border, where so many people, some of these folks are, are climate migrants that are, 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 yes. are leaving conditions that are no longer ripe for them because of climate calamity. Mm-hmm. And so many people are, are migrants because of our messed up foreign policy right. over decades, mm-hmm. right? And we felt like this is a moment of deep intersecting crisis. And what is required of us is if we claim to be the working families party, we need to get in this fight. we need to get in at the highest level. we can't uh, be spectators um, we can't because of of a lack of political courage not not choose somebody. we got to choose, and we have to do it as early as possible and get in the fight so that that all, we recognize the stakes the stakes were so high um, in the United States, what's on the ballot is. Recommitting Mm -hmm. and going deeper into Mm neo-fascism with with Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. Um, believing that the same old neoliberal policies of the past will get us free, Mm -hmm. or committing to a new vision for America that is challenging these structures that have held back our people for generations and generations.
2: So that's Elizabeth Warren for
0: you? Absolutely, that's Elizabeth Warren. I'll tell you why. Mm So the Working Families Party, and this predates me, mm-hmm. has had a relationship with Elizabeth Warren. Mm-hmm. With her, even before she was she was in Congress, mm-hmm. and uh, and the Working Families Party, and many of our folks, our coalition members, were were part of the fight for the Consumer Federal Protection Bureau. Her baby, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, sorry, the computer. The 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 the. I always
2: mess it up. Yeah. Like, the
0: Consumer Financial I, I, Protection <laughs> <laughs> Bureau. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, shout out to my over here.
0: Sorry about that. In the back. Yeah, <laughs> but the Consumer <laughs> Financial Protection Bureau in the federal government.
2: Yeah. CFPB. Okay, got you. CFPB. There you go.
0: I like to spell it out so people know. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 But I spelled it out wrong. And what we saw there, mm-hmm. I think, is very instructive, I think, of what we would see in a Warren presidency, mm-hmm. right? So there were a number of forces, mm-hmm. you know, all of the big banks, all of the, the whole financial industry was mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. unified. Mm-hmm. This is bad for us. No, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Mm-hmm. And they they made it known with their money and their lobbyists. And there was a consensus not just with Republicans, mm. but with Demo- really smart Democrats, right. that this was the wrong way to go. Mm-hmm. And they were, they were trying to either water it down and make sure it didn't happen. Mm. right? So you have one of the largest industries mm-hmm. ever coming down mm-hmm. against this. Republicans, Democrats, and Democrats that have, were very close to and in the inner sanctum of Obama's White House. Right. Mm-hmm. Saying, no, 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 no. Right. Elizabeth Warren was the key architect of this vision. And she didn't just come up with an idea and then let, you know, let the ball roll, you know, all right, let's roll the dice see what happens. She was committed to executing and operationalizing it, it, right? Yeah. And so she organized a crew inside Washington mm-hmm. and outside Washington, advocates, organizers, other folks who fought like hell, who protested, mm-hmm. who wrote letters, who made phone calls, who, de- who did all the outside work was aligned with this vision and then inside she was a tactician mm. right and she organized the, the most important decision maker the president mm. to say like all right liz we're doing this okay. mm-hmm. right? right and she got it through people did not think this would happen mm. right and it still is part of law is still a bureau yeah. a federal bureau under under this chaotic president so so
2: they've damaged it of course they've done they've done
0: whatever they could just also with the affordable care act they've done whatever they could do to to damage it Mm -hmm. right but it's still there Mm -hmm. and to me that demonstrated how elizabeth warren does really big things that nobody thinks is possible when the odds are against her and when there's forces the forces of capital um the corporately captured forces in Washington mm-hmm. and other forces who are aligned against her and against the strategy, how she moves. She doesn't move alone, mm-hmm. she moves with the crew, both inside and outside. She moves with advocates. She listens. Mm-hmm. Right? right. Yep. She definitely does.
2: Definitely. She
0: listens and and then she and she organizes a strategy for victory. Because she's not interested in just throwing up ideas mm-hmm. she's interested in getting things done for working people mm-hmm. so we saw that a lot of us saw that and were impressed and stayed impressed um, and she's consistently listened mm-hmm. right? which I think is really important I think, I think somebody's metal um, to me, and I'm an organizer mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm partial to this right. um, is their ability to listen and to be moved by people that's mm-hmm. what organizers do, we listen all day mm-hmm. we, don't, we don't talk I'm doing a lot of talking now. No,
2: we want you to talk. Yeah, yeah, man. but you know, yeah. I, I came. You,
0: you brought me to <laughs> yeah, talk, that's right? Right, yeah. Right, right, right.
2: You mic'd but, up, right? I'm mic'd
0: up. <laughs> and because Oz, I'm mic'd up to listen, right? <laughs> right. So, but but the fact that she has been moved. Mm-hmm. Right. She's engaged in as a as a presidential candidate, listening sessions, mm. listening sessions specifically with black people, listening, listening sessions specifically with 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 black mm. women.
2: Yeah. Shout out to Team Warren in South Carolina for arranging so many oh, meetups. And yep. yeah, I think they've done a, a great job. Not to interrupt. But just no, no, to show no, no. Yeah. 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 Shout yeah.
0: out to Team Warren. We yeah. Got, yeah. 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 And And so to me, the way that she approaches her approach, it's. She lays out big, bold, structural changes, not changes on the, on the periphery, mm-hmm. structural changes that will actually deliver and make a significant difference in people's lives. She, she engages through a process of listening, mm-hmm. right? And listening to peop- not just people in Washington and experts, but people on the ground. Mm-hmm. And she builds a coalition, that isn't just insiders. Mm. She understands that in order to get anything meaningful done that you need to have a crew that is bigger than the forces of capital and all of the the, the forces the corrupt forces in DC. Which is why like one of her chief plans is the plan around corruption, taking money yes. out mm. out of government. Yes. Right? We have co- corporately captured government and what we need is a government that actually is Is committed to and owned and led by the people, right? Right. Right. And so, when I early, when earlier when I talked about what what the intervention of Working Families Party is, is that new type of people focused government, right? Mm -hmm. So if if and when Elizabeth Warren is president, our ability to make sure that that big plan on corruption happens means that that's a big boulder. It's not the end-all, be be-all, but it's a big boulder mm-hmm. that we can move mm-hmm. that creates space for the people to lead, mm-hmm. right? And that's what I'm interested in is it's not so much one person. It's not Elizabeth Warren is a brilliant person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's an authentic person, but I'm not in the Elizabeth Warren campaign for Elizabeth Warren. I'm committed to the Elizabeth Warren campaign because of all the people and the movement that we're trying to build around now, oh, right? Right. And and I think that that's why she's in the fight. She isn't in the fight for her, right? Mm-hmm. She's in the in the fight because she understands that there's these structural boulders that are in the way of the people and their democracy mm-hmm. that we collectively need to come together in in order to move, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm excited. I'm getting energized. Yeah. I, don't, I know you and I talk a lot at length, Benny, about uh, just how it's going to, like I said, it's a red state. How are we going to get people up and going?
1: Energized. Yeah. It's so hard. I, I mean, I'm born and raised in South Carolina. I'm mm-hmm. 32 years old. I, how do you, in your opinion, how do you believe we get folks energized here mm. um, about not only about uh, Elizabeth Warren, but yeah. also about the Working Families Party? Because I have lots of organizer friends and I repeatedly hear how tough it is yeah, yeah. to organize here. Oh, Lord. Yeah, organizing. <laughs> organizing is, is one of the hardest things you
0: could possibly do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, um, I've you know, maybe I could come back and we just have a, a conversation I know. about organizing, yeah, I know. right? Yeah, but but I think fundamentally, what organizing is about, ultimately, mm-hmm. organizing is about relationships, right? And I think for far too long. Because organizing in this country has gotten a little professional, mm-hmm. right? Oh, so, oh, oh mega, oh. yeah. no, 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 right? no, 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 I ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah, go ahead, right? go ahead. No? <laughs> it's gotten a little professional. <laughs> keep this
2: professional,
0: right? And and um and I want to be really nuanced when <laughs> right. I talk about right. this, yes. Yes. right? Yeah. Respect, yeah. Um, yeah. um, and I think there's a whole there's like a a Nonprofit industry that has certain norms and values Nonprofit
2: profit industrial complex. and
0: um and a certain set of professional um yes. sort of um uh
2: like, like a culture like uh the they have certain characteristics yes.
0: tactics so I don't know. so there's a lot of that that seep- has seeped into the culture of organizing mm-hmm that has made it harder for organizers to engage and build relationships with people, Mm. right? Mm. And that's at the core of organizing. So I think there needs to be a reformation and a reevaluation of American organizing altogether. Right. Mm. Um, And because what's fundamental about it is the relationship. Mm -hmm. And that has to be key. And organizers need to, if they're good, Mm -hmm. fundamentally believe in people, to believe in people's decency, Mm -hmm. to believe in people's genius, to believe that people are truly experts in their own reality Mm -hmm. and their own experience, right? right? And through that authentic belief in people and believe in every individual's unique spirit Mm -hmm. and unique story, um, you're able to weave together a meaningful relationship. And that is the basis of all organizing. And if you don't do that well, You can't do anything well. And so when organizing becomes extractive, Mm -hmm. right, when, and I feel like there's, there's a whole, um, set of extractive organizing practices, you can't build a long-term meaningful relationship. You can't look at people simply as, oh, great. I'm connecting with this person because I need to get 50 people on this bus. Or I'm connecting with this person because I need to get them to volunteer to right. do this to thing. Deliver or votes. or I need them yeah. to go out not, uh, and deliver this vote. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so much, black, so much, black folks, when it comes to elections, so much hmm. of our experience is somebody knocking on our door a few weeks before the election in order to do GOTV, get out the vote. Right. Yeah. right? And what that says is like, oh, it, our concerns aren't of interest. To persuade us to do anything right. right we don't need to be persuaded we just need to just shove us into the just shove it sho- <laughs> shove us onto that bus and get us to to, to vote right. and what I, what I often say is that like the traditional electoral establishment mm-hmm. the most traditional top-down corporate democrat mm-hmm. reality it's like a beautiful limousine mm-hmm. and our, our but our people are not driving it mm-hmm. we're not in the passenger seat we're not even in the backseat. We're, We're locked in the trunk.
2: Okay. That's
0: and really, then, and oh. then and then, around GOTV time, yeah, they, take, when, they mm-hmm. take the key, they open the trunk out, Pop let trunk. us out. Yeah. Yeah. We go vote, we go back in the trunk. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's a really good... Right? <laughs> that imagery the, is real. That is... Yeah,
2: it's just so transactional. It's so transactional yeah, and yeah.
0: extractive. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. to me, there needs to be a, a commitment and an investment in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? And then if we build that, it's like, look, the best organizers, we already, and this isn't, like, we got to demystify this. Mm-hmm. Go, go, to, go to the most successful club that's always popping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go to the most successful church mm-hmm. that's always growing. Mm-hmm. They're doing good organizing. And I guarantee you, the people who go to that church or go to that club they feel a sense of connection, meaning, and belonging mm. right. in those spaces. Right, and they're they're having fun. They're seeing people that they identify with, that they mm. embrace. They feel a sense of respect. Mm-hmm. They, you know, and so when our organizing spaces become so um, insular. Mm. It's like are we building the church, or are we building a cult right mm-hmm. oh wow, right, right, yeah. right yeah. and so we we got to build a, a secular church for a, a secular sort of um congregational movement right. Right. for our liberation that's what- right. organ, organizing needs to feel like for people. Mm-hmm. People need to be fed spiritually right. and you know, and,
1: yeah. and and mentally and on all levels in our spaces so. Jumping into something you said about the fundamental belief in people. Mm-hmm. Um, arts and culture. I am here, I'm a hip hop artist. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I yeah. know you have a musical background. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Mika's an artist. And I'm also sitting at the table with two organizers. So yeah. I'm not an organizer, okay. but the overlap is yeah. here. The yeah, artistry draw right? The
2: diagram. Right. Yep. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so arts and culture, that fundamental belief in people, arts and culture comes from the people yeah. and and often has that close relationship with the people. What can you draw that line mm-hmm. from your musical background to your political to your political present, your political work? Yeah. And also speak to the importance because I know there are a lot of artists that mm-hmm. are great friends with me. Shout out to Wolfgang. Yeah. Um, we're in a musical studio right now. That's right. That's right. Often it isn't said that artists are workers. That's right. Okay. What is the role? This is a two-part question. Mm-hmm. Um, That line, drawing that line between your musical background and your political work, and also the the role of artists. Mm-hmm. How how loud we should be? What should we be doing? Wow. How critical should our voices like be? That. That's I think that's especially think, important in I think South it's Carolina. Also
2: I have to talk about relational organizing. Definitely the, the personal. But yeah, yes. I like this question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's a that's a great question. So yeah, I have an artist self and a political self mm-hmm. that I've always had I've tried to bring together I, you know sometimes they they fight each other mm-hmm. um, and um, my, my work my so I um, for folks who don't know um, I was the lead singer of a a, a hardcore punk rock group called cypher that was a, oh, wow. a political yeah. a political punk rock group that talked about a lot of the things that we're talking about right now black mm-hmm. liberation uh, creating a democracy for all, yeah. challenging mm-hmm. oppression, all mm-hmm. those things. And uh, we helped start the Afropunk movement. And we you know, we've been on the Afropunk stage a number of times. Oh, that's what's um so cool. yeah. and um and uh we're in hiatus. Mm-hmm. You know, I got a three and a half <laughs> year old, say, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old. Yeah, forty yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. The way, the way my life's set up, you know, uh, I can't go on tour like I used to. Nah, but, right. um, you know, every now and then when we get the right uh, offer, we dust it off and we, we get back together. Mm-hmm. And um, what I learned from that journey, I learned a lot because I was in a lot of communities. Mm-hmm. Right? We, we crisscrossed the country. Mm-hmm. So the way that I even look at America is very different than I think a lot of folks who grew up where I grew up on the coast. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm in the Bible Belt you know, playing to a all right crowd of young white kids. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm able to chop it up and build with them. And it kind of having those interactions mm-hmm. gives me a lot of hope. Right. That yeah. if we engage across race and across difference, we could build a multiracial movement for our liberation. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I've I've you know, it was weird. I remember being, you know, playing a show and um staying at one of these uh homes Mm -hmm. and you know and uh right (laughs) and thinking like "Ah, i don't know if i'm gonna make it (laughs) right (laughs) right 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 and then being so surprised that like oh you know what everybody's dealing with the same stuff yeah you know and it's and they took to our message Mm -hmm. you know i i didn't you know i i used to get on stage with the red black and green flag and (laughs) you know and they took to our message which told me that if you speak directly to the people unapologetically mm. and authentically, right. folks are going to hear it, right. right? And so that's definitely what I learned from my musical journey. The other thing I learned is that we were able to shape and, and transform people's consciousness through the music mm-hmm. in a way that no sit-down political education session could have done. And so there's, there's people now, you know, who, who because of their fandom mm-hmm. with our music their politics are totally changed, and they're as adult people they're living different lives because of the music that they listen to as young people mm-hmm. right and so if we're if we're serious about and we, if we honestly believe mm-hmm. that our ideas are not just ideas that will transform people's lives but they actually are popular Mm -hmm. then we need to commit to a holistic approach which includes arts yes and so many political movements outside the united states get that completely and and what that means is it doesn't mean like oh yeah arts so uh let me get my boy to make the flyer and not pay them right. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Right. Labor. right. Or be like, right. yo, yo, can you do for the love? Right. It's like right. hey, exposure bucks. <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> like right. I'm a professional. It took me years to hone my craft. Yes. It's yes. like you yeah. wouldn't ask anybody yeah. to like, oh, yeah. would you set up the, the Wi Fi for free? Would right. you would you uh right. cater this event for free? Right. Would right. you it's like the you know, so artists, you know, are cultural producers, mm. you know, and and are are not are not respected as cultural producers, right. and I think that's one of the reasons why our our organizing spaces. There's like a handful of folks who the wokest of the wokest, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then the same. You go to the club, everybody from the, from the neighborhood's there, yeah, right? 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 Because we're not certain if we don't infuse. Our spaces with art right. and respect art. You're not serving the full human being, right. and you're not having a full relationship, mm-hmm. right? And so, I like I remember, I you know, like I'll be in these organizing spaces. I'll be like three people. It's like, yeah, they, they ain't ready for us. <laughs> like that's not why there's three people here. It's not because they ain't ready. Mm-hmm. Right. It's because you as an organizer um, are not serving the full human being, mm-hmm. and art is a language as you know mm-hmm. right art hits you at a different chakra definitely you know that Bob Molly said you know one thing about music when it hits you feel no pain, you feel no right? pain right and so mm. yes if we're gonna if we're gonna win right if we're gonna have victory we need to have a different relationship with artists and see artists there's a not all artists but artists can be organizers Mm. and um and the organizing the artists do looks very different Mm. um and artists can provide political education Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be corny and hit you over the head and dogmatic and it doesn't have to look like that at all you know like what you know so um my family is from the Caribbean so when I was in in Trinidad, I, I was interested in in seeing what the environmental movement was doing there, mm-hmm. and tr- you know, tr- Trini's like the party. Oh
2: my goodness!
0: It's in our culture, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So yes. I was like, well, yes. what the, let me see what the environmental movement does. The environmental, if you know anything about about Trinidadian culture and carnival, we have these big trucks, yes, right. We have these big trucks. We play yep. loud music yep. and we dance, That's Amazing. right? And the environmental movement—they were challenging this. Uh, <laughs> Uh, they were trying to build an aluminum smelter or something like that, and they were challenging. and I was like, "So, what are the tactics that you use?" And they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we we have our own big truck, we have our DJs, we have our artists, we play our music." Right. Uh-huh. And so, um, and there's there isn't there wasn't from what I saw in that in that movement there wasn't like a an activist woke language that they spoke. <laughs> they spoke the popular language right. of the people, right. Right. right? right. And so, if you're not making it plain. And you're creating all these barriers, then you're creating a, you're creating a scene. You're not right. organizing people. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. if we're serious, mm-hmm. if we're serious, we need to check all those things. Be like, all right. And think about, all. Of, okay, what type of food are we bringing? Do we have childcare in our space? I mean, you
2: really need Do to talk we... to some of these candidates coming down here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, I yeah. got it. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think the culture piece is missing. It's like they yeah. go to the same go-to moves and it's like... Especially here in Charleston We yep. have a very specific culture here Gullah Geechee culture yep. here yep. The food is different The language, We have our own language here yep. Yep. Um, It's just so much And I just I, I really That's wish right. people Would kind of learn that As opposed to coming here And I, for you un, Like underscoring How important that is Really kind of confirms That's right yeah. are, are
0: you speaking the language of the, Are yeah. you curious enough To understand that the language right. Of the people Might be different right. Right? right And so Answering those questions Each one of those questions Is a potential barrier Right Right, and then you create all these barriers, and, and, and you, and, and then you wonder why only three people can make it through the obstacle course that you created. It's
2: not accessible. You know, Man. it's not
0: accessible. Right. right. And, and then you mad because it's like, oh, they ain't woke. That's why they at the club. They at the club because they want. They had a hard time at work and they want to have fun. Right. They sound like literally.
2: They
0: really want to, like, Man, they ain't ready. They don't want to be free. Ready. They ain't want to be free. It's like no, they're working. They're they're working their yeah. crazy ass job. Yeah. yeah. And they, right. they want a little bit of joy and yeah. pleasure in their lives. Yeah. Like we yeah. all do and if our organizing spaces don't have joy why would we not have joy and pleasure in our spaces right why would we why would we like we've not all of us but a, a lot of folks have been like this is the only stance that the, the, the truest and most woke stance is a, a mean mug <laughs> yeah,
2: right, right. A,
0: and, and not one of joy pleasure happiness mm. openness possibility right, right? and so We need to like if we want the masses of people to 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 be with us, then we need to create a mass movement that is joyful. that is happy, that is um, forward looking, you know, that focuses on our commonalities, focuses on our power Mm -hmm. that lets people know that they matter. Yeah, that's 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 what we and that's no easy thing, but that's what we need to do. And so when they're at the church. They're getting a little bit of that mm-hmm. when they're at the club. They're getting a little bit of that, mm-hmm. and um, we can't um, we can't look down on people getting a little bit of their happiness right. in a in a world and a society that that tells them that their happiness doesn't matter. Mm. There you go. You
2: know, um, I'm I feel like I, I'm always in a room with uh, black women who are leading, who are moving and trying to create culture, trying to just get people riled up. So I'm actually going to sit the last question out. Because it kind of goes into what you're just saying about um, how to engage folk. Yeah. Like so, when it comes to engaging brothers, I don't. You you telling oh, me like yeah. this? so? What yeah. would, like what would? Like
1: it's you- interesting sitting here talking to you. It's it's really interesting with your background, with mm-hmm. the work you do now, and a lot of my friends, my circle, same guy friends I've had. We're going on ten years, like yeah. thirteen years. Yeah. We met in college. We met in school. Yeah. All of us. A lot of us still work in, in the... We're artists, mm-hmm. um, work in different industries. A lot of my friends are, are fathers yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, uh, they're either married. Some of them are single dads. Mm-hmm. And, and hearing you, you bring up things like childcare, yeah, and, and, and we're always growing. Meeting people where they are, when you all say that, that's always so... That resonates with me so much because I track back to where I was last year or maybe where I was the year before that and what I what I knew mm-hmm. and how I saw things when i hear about things like childcare when i'm when we're talking about being pro worker when we're talking about organizing around the labor force mm-hmm. I, these are conversations i'm having with my black male friends yeah. all of the time yeah i just kind of want you to speak to like your personal experience yeah. and how important all of these how these things tie directly into when we're talking about working families yeah that's yeah. right i mean and and actually the
0: childcare so um you know, elizabeth warren yes one of her first one of her first plans was the child universal, child care plan yes and the universal child care and um, the idea that every child could get decent child care, that child care workers could mm-hmm. get a good wage mm-hmm. and that we could have a universal pre-k so every child's getting that early education mm-hmm. as a father mm-hmm. that would be transformative in my life
1: mm-hmm.
0: that would be transformative and, and and I think it's funny how things like childcare are, are, gendered. Yes. Right? Yes. So people often think of things like childcare as being an issue that maybe that wouldn't be central to black men, yes. but as fathers, mm-hmm. we're always talking about childcare, right? If we're co-parenting, mm-hmm. if we, um, there's two parents in the home, mm-hmm. if there's all different, you know, we have all different types of families, right? right? Um, so my experience and I think the experience of black men, we have a unique experience in this country and we have a unique fraternity. Like when we talk as black men, definitely, when it's not mixed company, when it's just us, right. it's like there's just certain shortcuts. It's like, oh, we're, yeah, OK, I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Right. Yeah. And there aren't very many organizations, political movements or politicians that are talking to us the way we talk to each other. Whew. That's just real. That's real, right? It's very real. And we may not know it, but I think a lot of us feel like we're not in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the strategies that the far right is trying to do right now—talk about it—is to insert themselves in the conversation, a conversation they have no right to be in. Right. Insert themselves in the conversation with black men. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're not trying to get all of us; they're just trying to get some of us. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump won. You know, you said you grew up in Philly. I
2: grew up in
0: Jersey, but in I lived Jersey. in Philly. Grew grew in, okay, yeah. so you lived in Philly, but yeah. Donald Trump won Pennsylvania. Yes, he did by forty thousand so votes. Yes, yes he, he did forty thousand votes. Yeah, right? Saying, yeah. There, there are more than forty thousand black folks just in Philly who could have <laughs> mm. flipped that. Wow. Maybe right? Wow. There, it's it's so such a it's like a decimal point. Mm-hmm. So they know that. And so they know that if they're going to win Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Minnesota Mm -hmm. or Michigan, um, it's going to be by tens of thousands of votes. So if they could get 1% or 2% or 3% of black men to shift their allegiances or or question a bit or depress our votes so we don't go out because we're like, well, all of them are, right? right? Right. Then they've done their work. Right. And so this... There's a very real moment, I think, where black men are feeling everything that everybody else in society is feeling about this precarious economy, mm-hmm. um, You know, the fact that we might go to war every five minutes, yeah. all of these things. And we need spaces that speak directly to us. Yes. And that speak, like I was talking earlier, that speak mm-hmm. to us with a level of care and respect and, and concern and yeah. grace. Mm. Yes. We need those spaces, right? That's a human need, mm-hmm. right? That's a human need. And um, we will, like, yo, we're thirsty, we're thirsty men in the desert, yeah. right? If somebody's going if, if to offer me that water, I might take it. Right. Mm. And so if the far right is saying, hey, you matter. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That, if, if I haven't been in conversation with anybody, I might say, like, oh, finally, right Right? and so you have you do i see it online you have movements Mm. of folks that are trying to organize black folks towards the right-wing talking points yep and trying to organize black folks around being anti-immigrant and trying to organize black folks about right i see it happening here in charleston yeah Yeah. and 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 it's Mm. look Mm. people people need to need to really question like where is this coming from why all of a sudden are all these people trying to organize Black folks around being anti-immigrant and around around being anti-Democrat,
2: mm-hmm. right?
0: So the talking points that they have against Democrats, they're like, "Yo, Democrats have taken us for granted." Democrat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look, look, again, we talked about this before, right? There's a lot of people who who create these sandwiches, these tr- these these uh, truth sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, this truth. The bread is the truth, right? And the bologna is some other what the you know yeah. mystery meat, mystery meat. So these are the talking points, the anti Democrat talking points. It's like Democrats have have taken us for granted, true.
2: But
0: mm-hmm. like the Democratic Party, unfortunately has not been as committed to working people as it as it claims it true, mm-hmm. true. So that's why we need to support the Republicans? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. How you jumped there. Like, that's a, a big leap. Right? That's yeah. a big leap, right? <laughs> so so um so what we're what we need to do is to fill that gap. Yes. You know, brothers like yourself, brothers like me, mm-hmm. we need to take seriously engaging and organizing brothers. Right. Um, you know, before these sketchy folks coming from God knows where, Russian bots, who knows? Because they come and I see them all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's true. Digital blackface is true. Oh man, you know. So it's a lot of these folks who claim to be black people online are really not. Are not. It's some some person in the scary. Ukraine yep. <laughs> <laughs> typing a tweet. Right, right. right. Um, and so we need to we need to definitely be uh, be aware of that. And and the other reason is. They're investing so much in our disinformation yes. and suppressing our vote because we're that powerful. Wow. Right. We're that powerful. They would not be investing millions of dollars to do that if it didn't matter. They know it matters. They know that if black folks were organized and organized around an independent black agenda mm-hmm. and, and, or, and organized that towards the polls... In Philly and mm-hmm. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and in Detroit mm-hmm. and in all these places in the Midwest and the "quote unquote" Blue Wall, mm-hmm. it'll be a wrap for them. Mm-hmm. And so they need to create confusion and disinformation and and deorganize our communities in time for November. Right. That's their plan. That's their electoral plan. And and uh, it's up to us to 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 create an intervention to make sure that doesn't happen. Right.
2: You gave us so much to think about. Mm-hmm. I, I just um, there's a Familiar phrase, Benny. I want to have a graceful dismount. So I want to ask you that, like, what would you give folks, um, what would you want to leave folks of Charleston, of South Carolina, uh, with in terms of looking into the, the Working Families Party and also, also looking into more about Elizabeth Warren?
0: Okay. So, people of Charleston, people mm-hmm. of South Carolina, you have what, 51 days? Yes. Yeah. No. 51 days to get your mind right. So, do the research. <laughs> Mm. Have conversations. Mm -hmm. Look at the plans. I've done my research. Mm -hmm. Our base has done their research. Mm -hmm. And I feel confident that if you do your research, um, you'll come to the conclusion that I came to. If you want want a commander-in-chief that listens, that is wise, that is willing to take on the big fights, that is willing to roll up her sleeves and fight for our families every day with us and build a movement with us, then that's Elizabeth Warren, period. Um, And the other thing I would say is when this election is over, we're going to need a mass movement of people dedicated to making sure that the Democratic nominee actually... Delivers, mm-hmm. And that we have it is our sacred duty to fight the forces of evil as manifested in the presidency of Donald J. Trump. Oh right. right. Yes. Um, so and so post the primary election, um, we as Working Families Party are committed to investing in South Carolina mm-hmm. and folks should reach out to us, workingfamiliesparty.org. Um, and folks should reach out to the Elizabeth Warren campaign, elizabethwarren.com. There you go. And
2: mm-hmm. we'll include that. For those who are going to stream the show on SoundCloud or iTunes, we'll include that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Thank Maurice. You, this has been it was such a pleasure. Yeah, this, yeah, is, awesome. this is awesome. awesome. Awesome day. All right. All right. All right. Stay up. Everyone else, stay black. <laughs>
0: yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> please.
2: <laughs>